Good morning, everyone. Do you know what a Hallmark movie is? Do you know the names of all of Santa's reindeers? Do you know what movies to watch this Christmas? And I'm really hoping that you do not know the answer to any of those. Because if you listen to this podcast, you will learn the answer to those three questions and much, much more. Do you hear that? Do you hear the bells? Is that Santa Claus? Is it just a random person ringing some bells? I don't know. But for me, that is one of the sounds of Christmas. Absolutely. Guys, welcome to the Little Seal English Podcast. But this is not your ordinary podcast. This is a very special episode. In this episode, I am not alone. In this episode, I am joined with Shireen from An English Nerd. Check her out on Instagram. On December 18th, Ronan, that's me, from Little Seal English, that's the podcast you're listening to, and English on the Road, that's my Instagram name, and Shireen, from An English Nerd, that's the name of her Instagram and her website, well, we are hosting a very special English language Christmas party. This party is going to be the bomb. This party is going to be fun. This party is going to be funny. And you are going to learn some really, really cool English that you would not learn anywhere else. Also, I personally guarantee that if you go to this party, you will laugh. And that is a personal guarantee from Ronan. If you sign up for this party, you get the transcript to this podcast. You get the keyword list for this podcast. You get language learning activities for this podcast. You get a workbook with different activities for the Zoom party. You get access to this amazing Zoom party on December 8th. You are going to love it and you should sign up now. To sign up, to get your ticket for the party, go to www.anenglishnerd.com slash Christmas party. You can check the link in the description. You can check the links on either of our Instagrams. Do it. Go there. Sign up for the party. It is only $20. And for that $20, you get everything I just mentioned. You get the transcript, the keyword list, a workbook with language learning activities created by me. You get... What else do you get? I I got very excited. I'm sorry. You get access to the Zoom party. And that is where you will learn a lot more about Christmas. And have a chance to talk to people from around the world. Okay. So the podcast, or the format for this podcast is simple. I have a set of questions I want to ask Shireen. All the questions are related to Christmas. I'm going to ask Shireen these questions and we're just going to have a regular conversation. You know, she might ask me some questions in return. I don't know. We didn't plan it. Towards the end of our conversation, we then chat about different Christmas idioms and phrases and, and just things people say or do at Christmas. 
at the very end of the podcast, I wrap it up. And by wrap it up, I mean I give you more information about why and how you should sign up to the Zoom party. And then I read a set of questions. Questions that you can ask anyone around the world who speaks English, all related to Christmas. The questions I ask Shireen are written in the description. You should check them out. But if you're one of those people that do not like reading and just like listening, I'll read you the questions in no particular order. Question number one. Do you know the names of Santa's reindeer? Number two. Who is Santa and why does he break into people's homes on December 25th? Number three. Do you celebrate Christmas? Number four, how do people celebrate Christmas in the UK and how do people celebrate Christmas in the US? Shireen has had plenty of experience with Christmas in both places and the answers are really interesting. Question number five, I think. What do people eat or drink during Christmas? Number six, what is a white Christmas? And number seven, when do you say bah? Humbug. And I guess number eight is all about movies. Because, you know, personally speaking, movies are a big part of Christmas for me. Anyways, without any further ado, sit back, relax, get comfortable, get some coffee, get some whiskey, get a beer, get whatever it is that you want. And just get ready to listen to this beautiful conversation between Shireen from An English Nerd and me. Ronan from this podcast. Oh my god, I can actually hear Shireen coming closer. She's walking through the snow. Do you hear those footsteps? You know what? I better get the fire going just to make sure we're nice and toasty for this podcast. Anyways, folks, here we go. All right, everybody, I am here with Shireen from An English Nerd. I have three questions to ask you to start off. I've already answered the first one. But number one, what is your name? Number two, where are you coming from right now? And number three, if Santa were to visit you this year and deliver you anything that can actually fit into his sack, what would it be? Well, you already said my name, Shireen. I am from Minnesota and I'm in Minnesota right now. So perfect place to be for Christmas. And if Santa could bring me anything right now in, well, you see, I believe that anything can fit into Santa's bag. So I would like my own private jet so that I am not restricted when it comes to, you know, new COVID regulations and such. I want a private jet. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. What about a pilot? That is a very good point. Uh, <laughs> what about fuel? Because, I mean, they're expensive to maintain. Mm. Oh, dear. Um, okay, it comes with the pilot and a starter pack of fuel. A starter pack for the 1% who just bought yeah. a jet. Yeah. This sounds like a wonderful thing to get. And I like how you said anything can fit into Santa's bag because I mean that's something that we'll talk about in a few minutes but yeah that is an interesting one so a private jet with a pilot and a starter pack for people who just got a private jet 
<laughs> Sounds legit. Sounds very doable. I'm sure Santa will definitely deliver that. Now, in that opener, you said that you're in the perfect place for Christmas in Minnesota. Why is that the perfect place for Christmas? Well, I think that a lot of people dream of a white Christmas and Minnesota more often than not is covered in snow during the holiday season. So far we don't have snow, but I expect that we will by December 25th. So a white Christmas, tell me more. What is a white Christmas and why do people want it? A white Christmas is that picturesque image that you have of a snow-covered town. Everyone's cozy in their houses with the fireplace on, the Christmas tree is up. That's a white Christmas, just fresh snow. I agree. I absolutely agree. I remember uh, growing up in Ireland, we only ever had one white Christmas in my entire life. And it was gorgeous it was absolutely amazing and we just wanted to be outside which normally on Christmas day we don't want to go outside we want to just stay indoors and be cozy but um I'll always remember driving home from mass which I'll talk about later as well about Christmas traditions and stuff and then some kids were throwing snowballs at the car because that's what we do in Ireland whenever there's snow because we only get snow like one or two days a year maximum so yeah um Another funny thing, talking about a white Christmas in Ireland every year, the bookies have a bets place. They place bets to see if there will be a white Christmas or not. Do you know what bookies are? Bookies? Yeah. B-O-O-K-I-E-S. Bookies. I assume bookies are the same as uh, like when you go to a horse race and you bet on a horse. Yes. You would make a go bet. Go to the bookies. Yes, make a bet with the bookies. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So the bookies is all about gambling. And um, in Ireland, they always give out different odds, like two to one, five to one, six to one, that we will have a white Christmas or not have a white Christmas. It's, it's always a funny one to check the odds of a Christmas. <laughs> At what point would you would you make that bet because i mean the weather can be predicted so the weather can be predicted but it's like open now if you want and of course the odds are the odds are always going to change but if you get in now you get the odds they are today but it must be a white christmas and there must be snow reported at dublin airport in order for it to be counted as a irish white christmas that's okay. the one thing they go with but you see how special a white Christmas is. Yes. You remember your one white Christmas. I do. And I do remember um, moving to Canada and especially moving to BC where we have a legit white Christmas where we're talking like a couple of foot of snow and everything. And I absolutely agree. There is something real special about the white Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I have a couple of general questions. I have questions related to food, drink, music. I have questions related to movies. And then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about some different idioms or just keywords related to Christmas. But the first general question, number one, is do you celebrate Christmas? I, this is an interesting question um, because I, 
I come from a immigrant family and I would say that they adapted to or assimilated to the American Christmas traditions. Um, Technically, no, we wouldn't regularly celebrate Christmas. But growing up, I always had the Christmas tree. I always had Santa come. But we don't celebrate it in the religious sense, which I think a lot of people do and a lot of people don't. Um, yes. What is answer. the religious sense? Uh, the, the part of Christmas where people go to church and celebrate the birth of Christ. That's exactly it. And that is a huge one in Ireland. Or it was so in ireland we don't say we go to church we say go to mass m-a-double-s and christmas morning it was always common to get up and go to mass and then um you meet all your friends there everything like that however today being 2021 not a lot of people go to mass anymore so we do still celebrate christmas but not so much for the religious aspect, just more out of habit or tradition or something like that. So Christmas can be very religious, but also I think everywhere it's a cultural thing. There are cultural happenings around Christmas and it's fun to participate whether you practice or don't practice religion. Yeah, because I'm not one bit religious, not one bit religious, but I am still absolutely celebrating Christmas. I still call it Christmas, even though I am aware there was a pagan festival called Yule before Christmas was ever a thing at the exact same time. But I guess for me, it is literally just down to tradition of every year saying happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, decorating the house, everything like that. So I think I'd be in the same boat as you in terms that I'm going to celebrate it. Not because of Jesus, but because it's a fun time for me. All right. Number two, I want you to finish the sentence. Christmas is a time when. Christmas is a time when. Oh, this isn't a saying, is it? It's just. No, no, it's just what what comes to your mind. Absolutely. Christmas is a time when everyone is happy. Wow. Not necessarily true. That's the first thing that came to my mind, but I think it's also a time for sadness (laughs) when people are away from their families. Okay. A different one. Christmas is a time when everyone eats too much. Oh, I can agree with that one. (laughs) Definitely. I think like over Christmas, we might gain, what is it like? probably like 14 pounds over Christmas people gain over the three or four weeks of gluttony. I believe it. It's not eating just Christmas day. It's the whole run up to Christmas. It's always, the problem is there's always like a couple of boxes of candy or sweets under the tree. And, you know, we're always waiting for someone to open them. And as soon as they're open, we always dive in and grab our favorite ones from a box of chocolates. And then towards the end, there's always the um, coconut flavored ones left in my house. No one likes them except my mother. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get to open another box, one box must be empty. So we'll do it. Just we'll eat the coconut ones, even though we don't like them, just so we can open another box of chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's a bit ridiculous. 
well, you got to do it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tradition. Uh, in the U.S., I'm not sure if this happens in other countries um, or even everywhere in the United States, actually. I can only speak for Minnesota. Um, one really common tradition is for families to bake cookies, a whole assortment of cookies, maybe 10 different kinds of cookies, and then make a a tray of the assortment and then give them out to people, give them out to friends. So that's what happens at my house. We will get trays of cookies from different people. And then we just have tons of cookies and they're all different and unique. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> that does sound wonderful and it's a lot nicer than just buying random candies at the store or something like that to have something yeah. homemade it's very nice um just that you mentioned cookies and everything are gingerbread houses popular where you live yes i would say that actually right now in my town there is a gingerbread house competition where you can build one and yeah and submit it and i don't know what the winner gets but i just saw that today can you explain to the listeners what a gingerbread house is, please? So a gingerbread house is a house that you build out of gingerbread cookies. That would be in the shape like square, squares and triangles so that you could build a house. Um, and you hold all the pieces together with frosting. So you can build whatever kind of house you want with these cookies and frosting. And then with other candies, you can embellish your house. So you could have little um, jelly candies, uh, little peppermints and stick them all over and make it look beautiful. Yeah, we would do that too. And we would use like chocolate fingers for like the doors and the windows and stuff. And then you might get the white chocolate fingers to like make a white fence around the house. And then you dust it with some icing sugar and stuff. So it looks like a... Looks like your standard white Christmas, I guess. So mm-hmm. it is a do lot you, of fun. When you made the house, a gingerbread house, do you eat it or not? You would eat it eventually. Um, you might pick at it. So <laughs> it was always funny when you're walking past the gingerbread house and you look down and you're like, oh, that fence looks rather delicious right now. And we would always just take bits and pieces from it, trying not to take something important, like something no one will miss, like the mailbox. I can eat that. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Number three, who is Santa Claus and why do people send him letters? Santa Claus is a man who lives in the North Pole. Um, whether he is real or not is up for debate. Um, he is the person who brings gifts, usually to children, on Christmas Eve. And he enters your house through your chimney, if you have one. If you don't, he finds some other way into your house and leaves gifts. <laughs> so that the children can wake up to gifts from Santa Claus in the morning. That is exactly it. That is that is who Santa is. So he's a man who travels around the world, breaks into houses, and drops off gifts to people. Yes. So we write him letters so that he brings the correct gifts. And not do you, things we don't want. 
Yeah. Did you write letters to Santa when you were a kid? I actually don't remember, to be <gasps> honest. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't remember. So clearly it wasn't very special to me if I did. Yeah. <laughs> That was always a big thing in my house to write the letter to Santa. And uh, we would always write a letter. And then on Christmas Eve, we used to draw pictures that we would leave out for Santa to take like little cards and stuff. And then after Christmas, we'd send a thank you letter to Santa. So we had a whole thing going on with Santa Claus in our house. Um, Did you leave out any snacks for Santa? I didn't that I know that. What? I I know. So you're telling me this man travels from the North Pole to your house and you do not even give him a snack? It's true. Never left. What about gas money? Did you give him gas money or something? Do you know what? He's getting snacks in everyone else's house. He didn't need one from mine. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Very Christmas spirit is alive and well in your house. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Some people like to leave snacks for Santa, like some tea or coffee or beer or something like that. And you might leave a cookie or two. And then um, for the reindeers, go on. You about to say something? Did you say tea or coffee or beer? Oh, yeah. You got to give them a choice. What about milk? Oh, yeah. I guess you could do that. I guess Santa never (laughs) liked milk in my house. (laughs) Go on. And then we used to always leave um, carrots out for the reindeer as well. And just when we're talking about Santa and we're talking about carrots and reindeer, um, number one, what are reindeer? And number two, how many of the Santa's reindeers can you list off? Okay. Um, Reindeer are deer a type of deer that fly and they carry santa's sleigh yeah so they have the power the ability to fly um i believe he had i want to say seven reindeer but am i confusing that with snow white Yes, you're compar- yeah, you're you're being very, very rude here, and you are mixing up reindeers for dwarfs. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, this is like a test. There's Donner and Prancer and Blitzen and Rudolph. Uh Rudolph meh, kind of. Was he not a reindeer? Uh, he is, but he was just like he was added in later on. He's not one of the originals. Okay. The most famous reindeer of all. It's Rudolph. Because of marketing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don you've got Donner and Blitzen and Oh, those are the only ones I know. Sorry. I'm gonna read it because I don't even know them. I just wanted to put you on the spot. Right, but thanks. it would be um let me see. What does Santa shout? He says, now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, O Comet, O Cupid, and Dunder, and Blixen. Blixen? Is that right? That's right, I think. So how many of them are there? I believe there are eight reindeers with Santa's sleigh. And then Rudolph is the extra one that was added later with the red nose and stuff. He got bullied by the others. But um, yeah, so the legend has it that Santa will have the reindeers that will fly around and bring him 
around the world. Hence, we leave out the carrots for the reindeers because, you know, they're going to be hungry, but not in Shireen's house because she doesn't care for Santa or his reindeers. <laughs> All right. Um, question number four. How is Christmas different now from when you were a kid and which do you prefer? I would say that as a child, Christmas is much more magical, um, especially with the idea of Santa and getting presents that you wished for. Whereas an adult, it's fun and the traditions of like being with family and friends and eating and drinking together is great, but it's, it's less magical than when you're a child. Um, yeah, that's, I I don't have as much of a desire to decorate. Um, yeah, with no kids in my family, I'm not as excited about decorating and seeing little kids light up when they see a Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be the same. Um, you know, as you said, Christmas is absolutely magical when you're a kid. Um, I always remember waking up on Christmas morning. My brother would wake me up at 6 a.m. And we'd go downstairs and we weren't allowed into the living room until mom and dad were up as well at 6. And of course, they were extremely tired. I don't know why. Wink, wink. But um, I remember we'd open the living room door. And there is something really magical because, you know, you go to bed and we used to have these big... um, these big bags that we would put on the ground. We didn't have stockings in my house. We had these big bags that we put on the floor and they were all flat and empty, obviously, when we go to bed. And when you wake up, you go down and they're full and you're like, oh my God, Santa came and visited. And then you look and the carrots are gone and the beer can is there. (laughs) Sounds funny. It might be an empty glass of milk or tea or something like that. And yeah, it was always magical, as you said. But now that we're older, that my siblings are older, The magic is gone, but I think I prefer Christmas now compared to when I was a kid because it's like you get all this time off work and no one judges you for eating too much food or drinking alcohol for breakfast. So it's a very nice way to spend it now compared to being a kid, you know? There are different things that are exciting. You know, when we were kids, it was the presents were exciting and now it's the enjoying yourself. That's exciting. Yeah. And last year, it was my first Christmas back in Ireland in, I think, about six or seven years. And it was one of my favorite times, one of my favorite Christmases of all time. Because now, unfortunately, my brother didn't get to travel home, COVID. um, But it was me, my sister, and my parents. So there was four of us in the house and my dog. But we just watched so many movies together. And there's no other time of year when we all have that much time to just sit on our asses by the fire watching tv you know and something so simple so the magic is gone but the quality time with your family and your friends is just it goes through the roof so mm-hmm. all right let's talk about food drink and music so um where you live and in your household what do people generally eat or drink over the Christmas holidays? I'm going to be honest and say that my family now doesn't do very much Mm -hmm. as far as food and drink related to Christmas. Um, 
I have spent the past few Christmases with my boyfriend's family though, and they are very big on Christmas. So I'm going to talk about that um, because that is where I learned about the mince pie. I had never had a mince pie until I spent Christmas in the UK. Beautiful. <laughs> um, mince pies. Um, and as far as drinks, a very common drink in the US would be eggnog. Mm, yes. I'm not sure that anyone in Europe drinks eggnog. No. This is very common in the US. So eggnog would be, um, it's a drink made of egg and cream and nutmeg is the spice in it. I think it's it sweet is. And it's cold. And, oh, you can actually have it hot too. I think it's delicious. It's approximately 8 million calories. Um, but yeah, that would be a common drink. Um, I always, I also associate like a Bailey's with Christmas, Bailey's yeah. hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny though that you mentioned the eggnog because I spent one Christmas in the US and everyone was drinking eggnog and I tried it and I nearly threw up. It's just not for me. What? <laughs> I can't drink eggnog. I do not enjoy it. And it is, it is something that we see on TV, like on any American movie or TV show. Everyone's drinking eggnog and stuff. And I just don't, I don't get it. But I'd be interested to know if eggnog is popular anywhere in Europe. Because like, you know, I'm only talking about my experience in Ireland. You're talking about your experience in the UK and the US. But of course, I know in Germany, they got some different traditions. I know in Spain, they got a lot of different traditions. So I guess we'll find it out at the party, which will be good to know about yes. Christmas foods and everything like that. So, Did you not like it because you were thinking of eggs, maybe? Yeah, probably. I mean, who drinks raw <laughs> eggs? Like, unless you're Rocky, you know? Um. When it comes to food, for me, um, I would always associate, obviously, the turkey with Christmas. I know um, in America and the U.S., it's more related to Thanksgiving. But for us, turkey. And, of course, stuffing, for me, is one of my favorite foods. Are you a fan of stuffing, Shireen? Stuffing is actually, there are two things that are my favorites, and it's stuffing and potatoes. So, as long as I have stuffing and potatoes, I actually don't need anything else. Stuffing Perfect. and potatoes. No. You'll, you'll <laughs> do well in Ireland. Let me tell you that. So. <laughs> um, I love stuffing. There has to be stuffing. Or a turkey. I'm not, I'm not too crazy about the turkey. It's more out of tradition that we have it. But um, red cabbage would be another one. But I mean, you know, we spoke about it before, just ourselves in private and you were saying how November is Thanksgiving in the US. So that's kind of like the giant one. And then December is Christmas. It's a little smaller. But for us in Ireland, you know, we don't have Thanksgiving. So for us, this is our big time of year. And this is when we have the works and we go all out. So um, do you have any questions for me about drinks or food related to Christmas? Yeah, what's your staple Christmas drink? Oh boy, it switches from beer 
to coffee with whiskey, back to beer, back to a hot whiskey. Um, all right. Didn't really answer your question. But <laughs> one big thing that we would have in the morning, first thing would be an Irish coffee, which I'm sure you've had before. But for those listening, it is you basically just brew a coffee. You put whiskey into a glass. You put a bit of brown sugar, I think, maybe into it. And you top it up with coffee and on the top of it, you put a layer of whipping cream. So you kind of whip the cream yourself. So just so it's thick enough that it doesn't sink and doesn't mix with it. So then every time you take a drink, the whiskey goes through the coffee, through the cream, and it is delicious. So for me, Christmas morning is always going to be spent with an Irish coffee. Just the one, because you don't want to get too tipsy too early. When it comes to later in the afternoon or the evening, we would have hot whiskeys. And hot whiskeys are one of the most famous drinks in Ireland and everyone's going to have one at Christmas. And that is you boil the kettle, you put a little bit of, you put a measure of whiskey into a glass, you add brown sugar, you slice a lemon, you put cloves into the lemon, you put the lemon into the whiskey, you top it up with hot water, you let it sit for a moment and then you sip on that. And that is one that you could actually drink quite a few of because I don't know how much alcohol is in it, but I know it doesn't, it's not very strong because you watered it down. But they, for me, those two drinks, an Irish coffee and a hot whiskey, they really symbolize Christmas in a way. Hmm. So there's they're your both answer. Both very nice drinks. Oh, they're so good. And like anyone listening, you need to put yourself in a very cold, wet, windy environment where it's dark as well. And it has been dark for a couple of months. So when you wake up and you have that, you're in your warm house, you're sitting by a fire and you're just sipping on a Irish coffee. There's something real magical about it and very relaxing. So they would be my go-tos. Um, have you ever had Christmas pudding? Christmas pudding? Yes. Only in the UK though, not mm-hmm. in the US. Um, Did they pour love- anything over the pudding? Was it custard? Oh, no. So, no, the- well, no, people might do custard. I'm not sure. But we have a different tradition in my house, possibly in Ireland. I'm not sure. But um, after dinner, we have a dessert, Christmas pudding, and we get brandy and we cover it in brandy. And then we light the brandy on fire. And it kind of like gives a nice toasty taste to the Christmas pudding. And that is a big tradition for dessert on Christmas. Okay, that sounds nice. I'm everyone who's listening. I'm not sure if they put custard on it or not. <laughs> Might have made that up. <laughs> um. So you have spent Christmas in the UK and then Christmas in the US. Do you prefer one over the other? Oh, I think Christmas in the UK. Definitely. Not, I think. Definitely. Definitely. That's a strong answer. Yeah. yeah. What is it that would make you say that? Um, I think that, although I said that we have the white Christmas in Minnesota, I think that my experience in England, the atmosphere of the city is just all... Christmas, you know, Christmas yeah. markets, all of the little bars are 
decorated for Christmas. Um, it just feels like what you see in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned the lights and the decorations, that is a big thing that I didn't realize I missed until you just said it there, where I'll go downtown on Christmas Day in Kelowna in Canada, where I live, and you wouldn't know it's Christmas Day. It's business as usual. The shops are open. Yeah, the bars and restaurants are generally closed, but um, there's not too many decorations on the street or anything. Whereas in Ireland and in the UK, when you go down a main street of a town at Christmas, there's lights everywhere. And the town council or city council will put up like their lights all over the city and everything. And there is something more magical about it, actually. That's a good point. So it you- feels like Christmas throughout the city versus I think my experience in the US is is um, especially because I live in the suburbs, I guess, is it's Christmas in people's houses, not yeah. outside of the house. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely like that. Whereas in Ireland, it's Christmas everywhere you go. You turn around and Christmas is in your face, more <laughs> or less. But, you know, we like it. I, I really enjoy Christmas so much. Um, okay, Christmas music. What Christmas songs come to your mind? When is the earliest people should be allowed to play Christmas music? Ooh, uh, well, I'm going to say after December 1st, December okay. 1st. Yeah. I agree. Um, is the earliest that we should be listening to Christmas music. Um, Christmas songs that come to mind. I'm completely blanking because I automatically, as I've already told you, automatically go to Mariah Carey and it's just because I dislike it so much. So it's the first thing I think of when I think of Christmas music, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, I the Christmas song that I actually enjoy that I like is Christmas rapping. What? I like it. I've never heard of Christmas rapping in my life. Are you telling me there's a rap artist who's like making no, no, Christmas no. music? W-R-A-P-P. I-N-G. We're talking rapping. about music. Yes, rapping. The song is called Christmas Rapping. Oh, it's, by it's the... the name of a song. <laughs> yes, and it's called, it's uh, By the Waitresses. There we go. Christmas All right. Rapping. Do you want to sing it? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I wonder how old it is. Yeah, I'm what year sure. is it from? You're going to have to look it up. All right. Two thousand two thousand no. No, no, no. It's 80s from the 80s. Yes, the 80s. And it sounds very 80s. Oh wow. I'm just looking at the lyrics right now. So Chris Butler would be the composer who I've never heard of. Okay, I'm gonna have to give that a listen to. Please do. Yeah. Um Christmas songs. So I do like the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. That is an absolute classic. I know it's come under a lot of criticism because of the lyrics and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm still in favor of listening to it. I'm not going to cancel it. Um, I also love it. It's a great song. We spoke before and I mentioned Fairy Tale of New York. So for anyone who's listening, here are some songs that you must listen to. Number one, Christmas Rapping by Chris Butler, whoever that is. Number two, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Number three, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. So that is one of the, that is the most 
famous Christmas song in Ireland. Possibly, eh, it's a little famous in the UK, but certainly in Ireland, you can't go anywhere without hearing that song at Christmas. It's a very depressing song, but anything from Ireland is generally creative and depressing because that's what we like to do. Um, and another one, a song that I really love is The Darkness. Do you like The Darkness by any chance or have you heard of them before? I don't believe I've heard of it. Oh, The Darkness Christmas song is called Don't Let the Bells End. And it is a brilliant rock and roll Christmas song. The Darkness were a very popular band for a very short time. And then uh, drugs and addiction got in their way of success, I guess. But that would be um, one of my favorite Christmas songs. So there's a few there for people to listen to. Do you have any songs to add to that list? I, one of the Christmas songs that I love is um, the one that I'm, it's, I can't think of what it's called at the moment. Um, It's in Home Alone when he is, when the church is singing the choir. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's driving me nuts. I can't think of what it's called. Well, find out and let us know at the Christmas party on December 18th. Okay. Just plugging (laughs) it again. All right, uh, a couple of more questions. You mentioned Home Alone. Home Alone would definitely be one of the most popular Christmas movies of all time, and rightfully so. It is a movie about a kid who stays at home by himself for Christmas, and people try to break in to his house, and he stops them, or tries to stop them. No spoilers um, for anyone who hasn't watched it. Can we make a very informal list of Christmas movies that people need to watch? So number one, Home Alone. What else would you add to that list? Elf. Definitely. Elf will always be on the list. Elf. Who stars in Elf? Elf is... I don't know. Will Ferrell. Thank you, Will Ferrell. (laughs) I'm not good at pop culture. Could I ask you what the movie Elf is about? Or should we save it for another time? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just quickly, Elf is about an elf who was, I mean, he's not an actual elf, but he was raised by elves. And he goes and finds his father in the big city. And he doesn't really fit in because he acts like an elf. It is a brilliant movie and it has now become a classic christmas movie that i think a lot of people just want to watch elf every year only at christmas though um for me uh two movies that must be added to the list so number one home alone number two elf number three the santa claus that definitely love the santa claus oh my god i always remember watching that on christmas eve it's always on tv 6 p.m in ireland on Christmas Eve, that movie is going to be on, guaranteed. And it is a classic. Um, what is the main actor's name? Can you please remind me? Um, yes, I can. It is Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yes, Tim Allen. By far the best Santa Claus who ever existed, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Another movie I'll add to that list would be A Nightmare Before Christmas by Tim Burton. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, when we were kids, my aunt, um, well, she still does, but she was living in Boston. And so, you know, it was Christmas would have always been a time when she sent over gifts and we're always excited because 
this big box would arrive from the USA, a land so far away from us that we could only ever dream of going to. And one year in this box of presents was a VCR, like a VHS tape of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And so my mom and dad decided to put that on Christmas Eve, which was a terrible mistake because the entire movie is about people trying to kill Santa Claus and take all his toys. And so my dad had to go into the back room and cut the power to the entire house because he knew there was no way they would be able to explain to me and my siblings why we can't watch the movie. But if the power went in the house, then there's no problem. So he cut the power on Christmas Eve in our house just so we couldn't watch that movie. That's funny. (laughs) I always remember that one. Um, Great movie. Wonderful one. Please, anyone, watch it. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I have one question to ask you about movies. But first, before I do, is there any other movie that you would put on that list? One that I always watched growing up was um, a Charlie Brown Christmas or Charlie Brown's Christmas, a Charlie Brown's Christmas, a Charlie Brown Christmas. I think I've heard of this, but only in American movies. What is it, please? Uh, So it's an animated movie and it's from the 60s. So it's, I mean, it's old, Um, but it's just a classic. It's, it's about like the true meaning of Christmas and the, the, image that's well known from that movie is just this really pathetic looking Christmas tree that sometimes people buy on purpose now just like this twiggy pathetic looking Christmas tree with one single ornament hanging off of it Charlie Brown I just googled Charlie Brown and yes I remember seeing pictures of Charlie Brown growing up, actually, now that you say I've never seen a movie with Charlie Brown, though. Oh, there's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, a Charlie Brown Christmas. So these were always on TV. Right. Excellent. Can I ask, do you know the movie A Christmas Story? No. How do you not know the movie A Christmas Story? Isn't is that what it's called? The one where the kid licks the pole and he gets his stung, his yes. tongue stuck on the pole? Yes, I do know this movie. <laughs> yes. Is that not like a huge popular movie in the US? Yeah, it's a TV movie. I guess it just wasn't really one of my favorites, but mm. it is a big one for sure. The, the one Christmas I spent in the US, everyone was raving about it. And then I watched it. And I had to put a smile on pretending it was a good movie because I thought it was freaking terrible. I mean, I don't remember it. There we go. (laughs) All right. So now we have talked just general questions about Christmas. We spoke a little bit about food, drink, music. We spoke a little bit about movies. Do you have any questions for me before I jump into asking you one or two questions about idioms or Christmas terms? Let's go on to idioms. All right. Uh, We already spoke about a white Christmas. But the next idiom that I'm going to ask you about, and I'd just like you to explain what it means as quick as you can, because I have a few of them. So a bit of like a quick fire round. Okay. I'll do my best. When would you say Christmas came early? Christmas came early when something good happens to you before Christmas, whether you get a good present or some good event happens, you would say Christmas came early. Absolutely. When would you say this person lit up like a Christmas tree? 
when someone was really happy or excited, they lit up like a Christmas tree. And you can see it in their face. I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of that. You know, think about a kid who just got a new toy and they're over the moon and their eyes are wide open and their mouth is wide open and stuff. And like, wow. So they lit up like a Christmas tree. What is a Hallmark movie? A Hallmark movie is a movie that is only on TV. It's never in the theater, the cinema. Um, And it usually has a pretty predictable storyline. And of course, it, it happens around Christmas. There's usually like a love story involved. Absolutely. Usually terrible movies. Um, what is the Christmas spirit? The Christmas spirit is generosity. Um, yeah, I think my mind, uh, the first thing my mind goes to is generosity, participating in Christmas traditions and activities. What is a stocking stuffer? A stocking stuffer is a small gift that you would put in those big red stockings that you traditionally hang up above your fireplace. Are stocking stuffers expensive or cheap? Cheap. Yeah, they're definitely cheap. And anytime I go into the mall here, you always see the big poster outside a shop. Stocking stuffers here, $2, $5 or something like that. Um, what is a Scrooge? A Scrooge is somebody who does not like Christmas. They don't want to partake in the Christmas spirit. (laughs) I would also like to add a Scrooge is a person who does not like parting with money. That's a Mm. big one. So don't be a Scrooge is a very common term that you would hear. But someone who does not like the Christmas spirit and someone who certainly does not like to part with their money, they would be a Scrooge. Mm -hmm. Here's a good one. What does it mean when a person says, bah humbug? (laughs) Bah humbug is what a Scrooge would say. (laughs) So bah humbug is from a movie it's it's an expression that came from scrooge yeah from charles dickens i just i just connected that there um a christmas carol yeah and um yeah it's an expression to say i don't like christmas i don't want to participate in christmas exactly and i think it's a real funny one that we would use in ireland as a joke sometimes if someone's like hey how's your Christmas? And you respond, bah humbug. It's like, don't ask me. I hate Christmas or something. Yeah. But we don't typically use that in a very serious way. No, no, we would never use it now in a serious way. And it is often, as you said, just used purely for humor and for jokes at this stage. Mm -hmm. But it is something you would hear quite a bit around Christmas time. And yeah, it, it is funny just how Charles Dickens wrote that so many years ago, but a Scrooge and Bah Humbug are still so common today, especially a Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, when would you say it is the thought that counts? Ah, uh, it's the thought that counts when somebody gets you a gift that you don't really like or want. So you'd say that it's the thought that counts. And we'd also use it if somebody wants to do something nice for you, but can't manage to do it. 
then we'd say it's the thought that that counts that's a nice way to put it at the end when someone wants to do something nice for you and they a for effort f for execution (laughs) essentially all right so that was just some quick quiz christmas christmas some christmas idioms christmas (laughs) terms christmas words and i don't think i have anything else to talk about related to christmas do you have anything to add about christmas Merry Christmas, Ronan. Merry Christmas to you. And I think that is it for today. So thank you, Shireen, for joining. And that's it. Thank you for having me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. That was the beautiful conversation between Ronan and Shireen. Now, as I said at the start of the podcast, I have 10 questions for you. Now, we will probably use these questions in our Zoom Christmas party. So, if you're planning to attend, it would be good to try to think of some answers for these questions. But if you're not going to join the party, we understand. But these questions will be helpful to start a conversation or have a conversation with someone in English related to Christmas. I'm going to read those questions now, and if you have the transcript, you can read them yourself. Number one, what is the worst Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Number two, what is the best Christmas gift you've ever received? Number three, what does your family do on Christmas? Number four, is Christmas big in your country? Number five, what do you want to know about Christmas? That one's important. Number six, do you need to be religious to celebrate or enjoy Christmas? Number seven, what is the story behind Christmas? Number eight, who is Santa and where did he come from? Number nine, What food do you eat at Christmas? And number 10, what movies do you enjoy at Christmas? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, on December 18th, 2021, Shireen and Ronan will be hosting a English language Christmas party on Zoom and we really hope you can join us. In this party, we will be eating and drinking some Christmas foods and drinks, but of course, you will need to supply your own. We'll be teaching you about some different aspects of Christmas, as well as some funny stories from Christmas. If you sign up for the party, you get the transcript, you get the keyword list, you get language learning activities for the podcast, and you get language learning activities and a workbook related to Christmas. What on earth are you waiting for? For only $20, you can join this party. But considering everything you get, that is absolutely worth it. If you want to sign up, go to www an Englishnerd.com slash Christmas party. The link is in the description. Please sign up and please join us for this party. All right, folks, I think that's it. Without any further ado, take care. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. 
I'm gonna go write my Christmas list for Santa and folks I really hope you enjoy Christmas stay tuned for more podcasts my name is Ronan I'll see you later bye everyone